Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is Richard Deitch, the host of the Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. Multiple times a week, our podcast will get you interviews with the most notable names in sports media, from broadcasters to dealmakers to people doing great work behind the scenes. Here's Hubie Brown. Anytime that you win an award, it's not just because of the announcer and the analyst. It's always because of the production team. That's the Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, good to hear from Blues Traveler. I haven't heard from these guys in a while. 25 after 5. We haven't even gotten to those. I mean, I don't know what the Mets are doing. But, yes, last night the uh, Seahawks won. Seahawks won. Yes, they Seahawks, beat the Broncos yeah. and Russell Wilson. So, whatever. So, what happened to the Mets, Jerry? Chris Bassett, I thought he was dominant pitcher number three Chris on Chris Bassett's team. a weird one. I got to be honest with you. I, he, he wasn't very good in the beginning of the year. He went through a stretch where he was pitching really well. Last night. Like, you got to go out there and throw. All right, fine. You don't want to throw up zeros every inning. And I know he's not trying to suck. I get it. But three and two-thirds, five runs, a couple of – not acceptable. To the scrub Cubs. Not ex- – to a team that has – going in at 58 wins. We're almost at the end of the season. They have 58 wins. Can you – no joke. I'm not putting you on the spot because I got to be honest with you. When I got home last night, we had uh, – my son had baseball practice. So by the time I got him home from practice – it was already 3 nothing Chicago. I'm like, okay, fine. So my first thought is when I go to the game, I'm like, oh, I wonder who's pitching for the Cubs. The guy's name is Assad. Assad with an A? Javier Assad. I'm not saying he's not a good pitcher. I've never, I don't know who he is. Then as they're going through the lineup, and there was um, Mark Canna hit a ground ball to the left side. I'm like, who's this guy playing third base? So I'm going to run through a couple of names for you. Stop me. When you hear a name that you are familiar with, oh, now right, there are for, now. In fairness, there are three guys I know in this lineup out of nine. Three out of nine. That's not a good percentage. I hope you say Ron Say because Ron be awesome. Say is not in the lineup. McKinstry, never heard of him. Okay, me neither. Um, Ortega, Rafael Ortega. Now I see he did stuff last night, but, but before the game, before had that, you, I had not heard of okay. him. Okay. P.J. Higgins. No. Right. Uh, Mr. Higgins. I don't even know what this guy's first name is. Let's see. This guy's name is Alfonso Rivas. Don't know that guy. Uh-huh. I don't know any of these. How guys. about their starting shortstop last night, Christopher Morell? No. Okay. Now, I'll get to the names I am familiar with. All right. Franmil Reyes. I don't know that. Oh, okay. I thought you might. Ian Happ. That's a good I know one. him. Okay. So you got one. And then we got one more here. 
I don't even know if I'm pronouncing his name right. Sia Suzuki. Sia. Or Sia. Sia. Or Sia. He had a nice catch out to end the game. Did you know who he was before I the did game? Not. Like, this is the group that when you are one of the best teams in baseball, and the Mets have been all year, in fairness, and by record, they are what they are. They've got 89 wins. You got to do better than three and two thirds and give up five runs. I know they're not robots, but for God's sakes, come on. He now I know it was moist out. He was sweating like when you see someone who's not feeling well. Okay, now he was drenched in sweat. Now, Chris Bassett. Not really comparing. All right, but I'll give you a little bit of a comparison. Okay, so I'm watching my son's practice, and the coach says to me, "Would you mind helping us out? No problem. What do you need me to do? Could you throw batting practice?" Sure. I like, actually like doing that. No problem. Put a screen up. I'll be happy to throw. I was sweating my you-know-what's off. See, it was it warm was out. It was humid, and it was hot. So, not the same thing, but I was doing the same activity with the same conditions, and it was hot. So, you understand why he would yeah, be it was, it was really sweat. Yes, it was really humid. Like, you know, I wear a t-shirt under my shirt. Yeah. Soaked. And I was only throwing batting practice. I Your wasn't... t-shirt under this shirt... Guy, yeah, I don't know how any summer? of you guys wear just a shirt over bearskin. Yeah. Disgusting. You get you get boob sweat. <laughs> you get armpit sweat stains. It's nasty. I was having the this weekend. It was very warm. I was walking around. I my armpits were. It's gross. Kicking. Yeah, that's horrible. There's nothing worse than when you see even a woman, a guy, doesn't matter, that has sweat stains all over their yeah. clothes. You're disgusting animals. Ugh. Now, the uh, Braves lost as well. So. They did to the Giants last night. That was too. good. But again, these are the opportunities, Jerry. Yeah. The Braves are playing the Giants. Right. They're playing the Scrubs. And the Giants have been good this year. And you got a win last night. That Mets could have stretched their lead to two and a half. Now you have DeGrom tonight. Right. And, I, you know, DeGrom's throwing to an ERA, as, as usual, of about 1.3, I think. Something like that. I forget what the number is. 1.5, 1. but it's in the ones. He's been awesome. But it's like every time he goes out there, you need him to throw up zeros. Yeah. Because there's never any room for, you know, for uh, for a bad inning for him. And the Mets had bases loaded twice, did nothing. How'd that go? Nothing. Yeah. One time with zero outs. It's, I trust Zero. Me. They were one for nine with risp, Jerry. They're a strange team. Risp. Very strange team. You I, know, there's a, <laughs> you know, one thing I saw you, <laughs> this was funny. This is not a joke either. All right. I want to get this for you. So what are some of the... Um, Funny stats that we've heard in the past. Whip. Well, yeah. Whip. Uh, Risp. Risp, I like. Bobip. Bobip. Whatever the hell we call it. War. Do you know there's a stat called whiff? Whiff? <laughs> Is that W-H or W-I? W-H-I-F-F. Whiff. <laughs> it's called whiff rate. Yeah. Is that your strikeout rate? I don't know. I just saw it and I said, what the hell is that? I guess it's swings and misses Yeah, that a pitcher gets. As opposed to balls put in play, I I don't know. I mean, we're I mean nuts, Do just you like- crazy. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on, and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about: basketball, now golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you like when outfielders casually catch a fly ball? Depends on the situation and the circumstance. 
Like last night, the final out of the game yeah. uh, was hit to the no problem the Cub right fielder. Mm-hmm. So casual. Yeah, because they're really good. Yeah, sometimes like like uh, Brandon Nimmo will even have like the glove just on close his shoulder. But <laughs> yeah, I, I like I kind of like that. But I'd be so nervous, especially. They're that well. You can like, be nervous. They're not like bases loaded. Yeah, you're playing center field. Bases loaded. Uh, your team is uh, up a run, and there's a ball hit to you. Mm-hmm. Two outs. I'll ask you this. And they just casually. Right, so let me catch ask you this: it. Can you think of a time where a major league player has casually done that in a big spot and dropped the ball? I can't. Uh, the, only the Louis Castillo. But that way he wasn't about. being casual. He had his hands up. He just dropped the ball. He didn't have his hand on his shoulder. Oh, okay. He wasn't, he wasn't making a basket casual. catch. He just dropped a pop-up. You're talking about the casual, hey, look at me, Ma. Yeah. The Willie Mays haze. Right? Like, this is such an right. easy pop fly. I've got this. I can't. Th- I really can't. I'm not saying it hasn't happened. I can't think of anyone that's dropped it. Now, Ricky Henderson was, you know, known for the very casual catch, but he never dropped one as far as I remember. I'm not saying he didn't. I don't remember that. Yeah. You don't recall it. No, I don't. They're, they're that good. Eddie, can you uh, put my fader up? Oh, we're playing say? music? It's Tuesday during the football season. Oh, do we do this the, the, the break? We do it now. Or do it now. We'll do it. Jerry, Can I we'll give you the introduction? And we'll do it live. Can I give the introduction? Yes, please. Week one of the National Football League is in the books. He has seen what the experts have predicted. He has seen the teams that were supposed to win. We've got one week's worth of standings in the books. I present to you. After week one, Al's list of his fraudulent five favorite teams. Yeah, these are my current favorite teams in the NFL. What does this mean, Jerry? This means that I might go on uh, the NFL shop and purchase a uh, winter hat with this team. Buy the Browns hat? I might buy, uh, well, we don't know yet, Jerry. Mm -hmm. I might buy uh, a t-shirt, a throwback t-shirt for one of these teams. Here are my current I swear to God, if you say the Giants, I'm going to throw something at you. First, you, you better not say the Giants. The first team on my list is Giants. You piece of garbage. I'm going to throw these scissors <laughs> at you. Do not throw scissors at me, Jerry. You can't. You're not allowed. You are not. So, no. It's Al's list of four fraudulent favorite teams. You are not allowed for the Giants to come out your mouth after the way you've buried them for the last seven years. I'm not saying this is going to go on all no, season long right nope, now. Nope. I will not allow it. All right. So give us one through four. Kansas City Chiefs, no surprise there, Jerry. Fair enough. I mean, you're a Mahomes guy. And I'm, for for whatever reason, because the AFC West has gotten so good, everyone's kind of brushing them off. I was glad he came out and threw five touchdowns. 44 points week one. Chiefs are on my team. Number two, no surprise here, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. I like the angry, ticked off Tom Brady. Many people saying he had a nose job. That's why he looks gaunt. Really? Yeah. What is with this guy? Why? I don't know. His nose. Did you see the photograph, the before and after of Melissa Stark, Tom Brady interview? No. Melissa Stark, ABC Monday Night Football, 2002, interviewing Brady on the field after a win. Melissa Stark, Sunday night, NBC, with Brady on the field after a win. They both look, I mean, marginally different. They look the same. They are terrific-looking people, Jerry. All right, so I'm not surprised. I'm the Bucks didn't have a huge no. offensive showing, so I'm a little surprised. But you like the Bucks; they won. They beat your t- other team. I got it. Yeah. 
Uh, Seattle Seahawks. Oh, come on. I'm rooting. I'm saying these are teams I'm rooting for. I'm now rooting for Geno Smith. Okay. And I have a loser on this list this week. Ooh. Can I make a guess? Yeah. A team I'm rooting for that actually lost. A team you're rooting for? It wouldn't be the Jets. Would it be the Panthers and Baker Mayfield? No. Detroit Lions and Dan Campbell. Yeah, hey, they played hard. They played hard against the Eagles. So those are my five, although you're only allowing me four this week. Four. The five will come back next week. All right. So Al's list of four fraudulent favorite teams. Chiefs, Bucks, Seahawks, Lions. These are teams I'll be rooting for. I like the list. I do like the list. And the Bucks we kind of knew about. So that makes sense. And you're not going to be a Cooper Rush guy? Not yet, Jerry. You're like an underdog. (laughs) We'll see. You know what? If he comes out and wins this week, you know they're playing. Uh, Bengals, yeah, yeah, at four twenty-five. A, a Bengals team that just lost to the Steelers and Joe Burrow, not Barrow, Burrow, Joe Barrow through four picks. Yeah, good luck. Well, you never know. That's why they play the Jerry, games. Mika Parsons is going to be all over his butt. Who? Micah Parsons. Five thirty-six. What is it, Micah? You just called him Mika Parsons. No, it's weird with this with the Micah Parsons. Nothing. <laughs> and the numbers in the NFL have got me so yes, confused. Yes, I know now. that. Like, he tackled Leonard Fournette. It was number seven tackling number seven. Or number... Eleven. Eleven. But someone number seven is on the Cowboys defense, too. Oh, of course. Well, they all seven. do. All the different numbers. It looks so bizarre. I agree. It is weird to kind of get used to. And even they got... Well, he's a wide receiver. But even seeing wide receivers with numbers like yeah. nine and ten... Yeah, I, I don't like it. That goes back to Keyshawn when he wore 19. I hated that. To me, it was like 80, 81, yes. 82. Up Let's to get 80. back to that. Yeah. Well, good luck. All right. Five, we got to take a break. 537. Quick break. Boomer and Geo at the top on the fan. Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there... This is the Rico Bronya Podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night... On behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f*** yourself? <laughs> wow. Wow, you weren't kidding. You were. You came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast.